0: TK four two one, why aren't you at your post? TK four two one, do you copy?
1: Take over, we got a bad transmitter. Um dump this on me with no preparation.
0: Okay. Um, I'll do the you're introduction. The professional. <laughs> I'll do the introduction this week, but next week. Yeah. Uh, this is Can I Pod with Madness, the podcast.
1: Oh wow. I can see why you're so good at this. Professional.
0: Uh, we talk about crying. we talk about a lot of things
1: yeah.
0: um, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, oh God, you're brandishing your phone. No,
1: no, 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 no. Don't get worried. I just, because I've got something that I want to talk about.
0: Okay. What what do you want to talk about? Um,
1: The Lenny Kravitz song. I knew oh, it was going oh, yeah, be Lenny But it's in, the, it's, a, it's in the right realm. It's in the right it, realm. You know. Yeah.
0: Okay. So and he's as, as rock as anyone. Tell me and the listeners about Lenny Kravitz.
1: So we're talking specifically about his song uh, TK421. And um, I only heard it on the radio the other day. And then was when it was playing, I'd, I mean, obviously knew it was Lenny Kravitz because of the sound, but was thinking, this has got serious Prince vibes. So Googled it. And obviously that's a that's a thing. It's, a lot of people are saying that. So, I'm not saying that's a hot take, but so I heard it, but then I've listened to it maybe 92 times since, and that was only the other day.
0: Come on, baby, get on one.
1: it's a really good song you should watch the video because even if you are a um a gentleman not interested in other gentlemen um you'll be interested in this because they <laughs> i mean just just watch it if you haven't watched it just watch it just watch it um but the song's really good the song is really good isn't it yeah it's great yeah it's Funk. yeah um so we'll, i'll tell you some things well, he, he's 59. You said he was 60.
0: It's close enough.
1: 59. He's 59. Keep that in mind when you're watching that video. Um,
0: he looks better than I've ever looked in my life and he's 59.
1: He's 50 fucking nine. Yeah. He, he makes me want to look better as a person. Just He makes me want to just be a look better, make an effort. He makes me want to make an effort. I'm not going to, obviously, but, you know, it makes me kind of want to when I'm watching it thinking I want to be able to be 59 and make a video like that.
0: Um, I mean, specifically, what do you want to do? Walk around a big house with your art out? Apparently
1: that's his um, flat in Paris. Is it? It's a flat. It's obviously like bigger than all our houses we've ever owned. (laughs) Put together. together. Put together, yeah. Um, But yeah, I'd like to live in Paris. Um, he was born on May twenty sixth, nineteen sixty four. Born in New York. Um, his full name is Leonard Albert Kravitz. <laughs> I've just glanced over them, saw his ass. He doesn't um, look like an Albert, does he? No. Um, he can play guitar, bass guitar, drums, keyboards, and various other instruments. Of course, he can. Look at him! Look at him! Um, he's won multiple Grammy awards. Um, he has acted in Precious, the film Precious. He says he's acted in movies. Oh, yeah, movies like The Hunger Games and in Precious. I've watched Precious, but I don't remember him in it. Mind you, I watched it a million years ago. And TV shows like Empire and Star. Don't know what that is.
0: Um, I think Empire is like about a hip hop empire, like a record company.
1: Oh, okay. He says he his fashion choices often reflect a fusion of vintage and modern aesthetics. Let's never forget the scarf he wore. And if you don't know what we're talking about, this. Google Lenny Kravitz scarf, and it's the best scarf you've ever seen. It'll make your scarves look pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And then, obviously, we all know what happened with his at that time on stage. Don't pretend you haven't looked because I ran to the internet when I heard about that. Um, oh, hello. He's a vegetarian. Get in there. Not, you know, could be better. Um, Advocating for a plant-based diet. So he's a vegetarian and vegan. Make your mind up. I mean, maybe may he's facts. just... This is facts.net. Look at him. Brilliant. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz and Prince shared a deep bond of mutual respect for each other's artistry. That's not a fact. That's a, a, what really talented people could recognise, talented people. But we were saying the other day, I can't
0: recall them ever working together. Like the- no. You sort of think like, well, they must have
1: done. Um, He has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course he has. And he's got a passion for motorcycles, apparently. Vintage and custom bikes. <laughs> I think when um, you've got a lot of
0: money, you, you can have a passion well, for motorbikes, can't yeah. you?
1: Um, let's see what else. What are the facts? Oh, my gosh. His mum is called Roxy Rocker. <laughs> rocker r-o-k-e-r and she was an act actress and she was in the jeffersons roxy rocker look her up let's see what roxy okay. rocker looked like it's a cool name isn't it i mean if you're roxy rocker you, you're gonna have a kid like lenny kravitz aren't you so i'm not gonna have a kid like lenny kravitz roxy ie roxy normal yeah I E, I E. ie, IE. Um. <laughs> this is a fact. He has a strong social media presence, as does 99% of the population. Roxy Rocker. Get in. If we were ever going to have kids, which we're not, I'd, I'd now call it Roxy Rocker. Oh, she's in Amazon
0: Women on the Moon. Not seeing that. Um. Carrie Fisher's in that. Michelle Pfeiffer Roseanne Arquette Arsenio Hall Steve Guttenberg your favourite
1: The Goot speaking of the Goot has anyone seen that video of the Goot running around like oh, Central Park right. with his
0: okay. um, gentleman <laughs>
1: friend out I don't know what are, we allowed to call what are we allowed to say see the thing about that video is like I know it's a joke but I kind of also don't I, is it a joke but of course it is but then is it But then of course it is. Central Park. But then is it? But like, of course it is. (laughs) But then is it? Because the thing is, if you meet him and like, he's, we've seen him at a convention. And like, he's a like lovely guy, genuinely lovely guy, but doesn't seem like the sort of person who would get his... Cock -cock and balls. I'm not sure, are we allowed to say that?
0: <laughs> Were um, you going to say
1: meat and two veg? Yeah, what's was going <laughs> to. Um, out might... in a video. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it is blurred. But it's so it's so weird. <laughs> like, because it's really funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, no pun intended. Did we ever get to the bottom of this?
1: I don't know. Maybe we should find out. Maybe we should. We should. Find Fifteen out. years ago. What happened to him during this time? Or what was he up to now? Like, he's doing conventions. He's like, a, he'll post the photos of you, Johnny Five, which is what he did with me. Yeah. Like, doesn't touch you, obviously. <laughs> but you see, the whole won't touch you, wears gloves and stuff is, I can so get behind that, that I, that really puts some people off, but makes me respect someone so much more. Because I'm like, yeah, why would you want to touch me? You don't know me. You don't know where I've been. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you could um, get
0: quite ill, couldn't you, from meeting so many people and people want to shake your hands and
1: be like teachers when constantly surrounded by kids getting germs. Yeah, you'd be like forever ill, and and then your the money you're creating from it relies on you being well to go to these things. So it Yeah, makes perfect sense. But um, really, should have asked about this cock and balls <laughs> video because
0: you were starstruck.
1: But he, oh yeah,
0: you met him and Johnny Five.
1: Yeah. And the same day met um, a lot of the people from Police Academy and Judge Reinhold. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Billy from Gremlins.
1: Show off in that and be jealous. You can be jealous. It's fine. I'd be jealous if I just heard that. <laughs> yeah. Judge Reinhold, who I got to have a photo with twice Because I took the first photo And um, he was blinking So they had to get me back And so we had a funny conversation About how he was blinking in it And had to do it again Um, And our photo Me and him, because he's gripping my hand so much Looks like our engagement announcement photo (laughs) So In your face That's what I'd look like if I was uh, Engaged to Judge Reinhold
0: He's in a lot of movies that you love because he's yeah. in Santa Claus. Yeah. He's in Beverly Hills Cop.
1: Yeah, Gremlins. He's
0: in Vice Versa.
1: Vice Versa. Petri Malice. Yeah. Party Till You Puke. Oh, my God. I think that is that will be one of my life's biggest regrets that that um, I didn't ask him to sign my the photo, Party Till You Puke, Malice. I mean, to be fair, when we met him... It kind of felt like you wouldn't be able to ask too much, not because you wouldn't want to, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that would be my, when on my deathbed, that'll be like a, one of my um, things. Because I think that every single time I see the photo and I think it just could have been so good. I mean, he probably would have gone, what? What? Because his person sitting next to him had to write down my name. So I would have had to write, said to the person, you know, you know, party till you puke, malice, you know, vice versa. You know, he gets that signed on his photo at the malice concert, you know. He
0: was making a lot of films at the time, though. But he's the star of that, though, isn't
1: he? What you've got to remember, though, is that these people don't watch vice... He's Judge Reinhold hasn't watched vice versa as much as I have, (laughs) so I'll know it a lot better than he does. He may
0: never have seen it.
1: Yeah, God, yeah, what thought? That's a terrifying thought, given that it's such a good film. <laughs> I'm not joking, it is.
0: There's your uh, recommendation. Because it's so
1: funny, because there's bits in it that are so weird. Like when um, Fred Savage is, um, no, when Judge Reinhold is, is Judge Reinhold in it, and he is in the mind, Fred Savage, keep up. And um, he gets like naked for this, like notices that he's got a, bigger dick than he used to have <laughs> as a kid and um, then starts like dancing around like he's really pleased rather than thinking, Uh, I've just seen my dad's dick you know, which is what the rest of us would think like, this is disgusting, oh my god, I'm going to be traumatised forever about this um, and then there's a bit when L- Fred Savage, as him, Fred Savage, little Fred Savage but with the mind of Judge Reinhold is like drinking a martini and that's really funny um, so what else is the um, one thing we used to watch that so much? There's a he Judge Reinhold has got a um, rotating tie rack in that, and um, I once bought one for my brother because of that film.
0: Solely because of vice versa, yeah,
1: solely because of it, because it looks so cool. Um, it's a really good film.
0: So really that's that's film. your recommendation for today. Vice versa. Um, and TK421.
1: Yeah, there you go. You've got film and a song. The TK421, we don't know why it's
0: called that. One
1: thing I want to mention about that is in the video, he does like a hand gesture, like he goes, TK421. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of teacher one, teacher one. Because I've been trying to do it because he goes, four, two, one with his thumb. Right. Four, two. And I can't do it. So it's like. He's, and he's not moving
0: his hand so either. So it's like Too Legit to Quit. He's made his own hand gesture to go with the yes. song. Oh,
1: too Legit to Quit is a good song.
0: Well, but,
1: well done for bringing that I up. mean, as
0: any full note, like, I don't need to tell you this, but TK-421 is the na- the number of the stormtrooper that Luke steals the armour off in the first Star Wars. Uh, but we have no information as to why Lenny's song is called that. Maybe he really likes Star Wars. Probably. He's the right
1: age, isn't he? 59?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. you will have grown
1: up with it. Yeah. An influential
0: age. Maybe. I mean, he was too busy like, rocking out and being sexy to...
1: This is true.
0: Possibly. Who knows?
1: I feel like I want to say to people, just watch it and then like, let's talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay. So is that your deep cut for... Uh,
1: it's not a deep... Well, yeah. It's deep. It's a deep cut if you've Cra- never heard right, it. Crazy in the Night by Malice. That's my deep <laughs> cut because... That is relevant to this. Malice would be in Kerrang and it's from ATA and it's a really good it's a genuinely really good song. Okay. Um so that's the Yeah, uh, that's my deep cut.
0: All right. So shall we get into Kerrang this let's, week? Yeah. <laughs> Very excited to do Kerrang this week because it's got a Marillion cover. Oh
1: god. <laughs> uh number 257, September 23rd,
0: 1989. It's a digital version. This is this a digital is version, yeah. So you won't hear any rustling futuristic. uh on this one. Uh but who's that on the cover? It's only sexy young lad Steve Hogarth just joined Marillion. He's there with some leaves.
1: Why is he holding some leaves?
0: Uh the the album's called Seasoned End, so I guess they right. sort of thought, well it's and it's autumn. Makes sense. It's September, so they obviously thought
1: His hold some leaves. Hold
0: some leaves what
1: a fucking sexy boy
0: he is. Yeah.
1: Am is I right? I'm, yeah. You know just, He looks like he'd be in the rat pack. Yeah. It yeah. would have been a few years prior to that. He's looks a little bit you know, a bit old.
0: Um, they made a point of talking about how young he was when he joined, but it turns out we now know that he was actually older than all the other members of Marillion because apparently they were jealous of him because he went to see Yes and Genesis back in the he? early 70s. Uh, um, I will get to that. I think it's in the article. Good um, research,
1: Wadden. Well, <laughs> well, I've read
0: it, but I, I didn't memorise it.
1: Right. All uh, the really deep facts like his age, yeah?
0: So, um, free flexi disc, exclusive tracks from Fast Pussycat and Femme Fatale. Uh, We've also got Vane, Coroner, Wolfsbane, Great White, Doc Holiday, Cats in Boots. Cats in Boots. (laughs) Nuclear Assault. Nuclear Assault or New Killer Assault. And Balan the Angel. Um, So, as you can see, I've made some annotations uh, to this. So, in Mayhem... I mean, we've got a nice article about um, Alice. It's time to take out the trash. <laughs> America's King of Gore. Alice Cooper will hit the UK with a full British tour. Alice Cooper trashes the UK.
1: When is this? 80, 89. 89.
0: September 89.
1: It is legit mental that he is still doing this.
0: He's still doing it. He sounds the same, but pretty much looks the same.
1: Yeah. Fucking star. Absolute star, that man.
0: Um, but this is... I think this is pre-Poison, isn't it?
1: Um, I don't know, because Poison was... Oh, I should know the answer to that, shouldn't I? Because Trash... I
0: remembered the song Trash, right?
1: Um, Are you asking me whether you remember the song? Yeah. Well, how would I know the answer to that? Um. Okay, Matt, 89, yeah. on Trash... Oh, The album.
0: Well, it doesn't mention Poison here, but it's that album.
1: Genre, hard rock, rock.
0: He's playing Whitley Bay Ice Rink.
1: That sounds cool. Hey, I didn't even mean that.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Freeze. All right. Um, Dad jokes. But I guess, I mean, from the looks of it, that's a big venue because he was also playing the NEC, Wembley Arena, SECC. So well done, Alice. Outraged of America act to cut the filth. US cities are beginning to crack down on violence, swearing and, quote, erotic posturing during live shows. Skid Row singer Sebastian Bach was arrested and fined for swearing on stage in Jonestown, Pennsylvania this summer.
1: Jonestown as in Jonestown? Or Or Jonestown. Oh, right.
0: Outrageous metal act Guar, whose act involves decapitating Dolls were required to sign an anti-profanity clause before appearing in Toledo, Ohio. I to really want to say Idaho. Manager Bill Levin said, we had to do some serious editing to our show. We couldn't say fuck or shit, but we could cut people's heads off.
1: I See, I don't think if someone told me not to swear for like one day, I don't think I would be able to because you're not doing it intentionally, are you? So how do you edit yourself live? The way
0: we talk,
1: I'd be fine. So much. I mean,
0: Guar though, that's like like quite a sort of theatrical show. They're not they're not saying woo, how you doing? They're, woo, they're,
1: how you doing?
0: The, I mean, Who's saying that they'll be like Alice Cooper. They'll come on and they'll be do a show. Yeah, know, they'll yeah, be yeah, they'll be in character, wouldn't they?
1: Shocker! Never watched Guar.
0: Um, well, we'll put some Guar videos on the Why playlist. Do we have to? Well, you'd have to watch. <laughs> Do you ever watch our playlist? Yeah, have to watch it. Uh,
1: I don't know. Um, um, some
0: friends of mine went to see Guar and next day at college they came. They all had fake blood on them still. Oh my god! Because they just throw it into the audience. You know, that's what you, that's what you want.
1: Is it? All I know from them is that um, Beavers and Butthead.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. Because they talk yeah. about
1: Gwar, don't they? Didn't they have like a giant penis
0: man on stage, like a guy who's dressed as a penis running around? I don't know. Something something like that.
1: I mean get it, but also I don't get it. That's what teenage boys like. Teenage, yeah, but that's what I mean. Isn't like I would argue that most of their audience that time would have been boys. Yeah. Probably. So why do boys from I mean, um no judgment, absolutely no look up penis as all you want. Do you know but I don't why why are boys obsessed with penises? I'm just
0: I'm I'm guessing because I again I've not researched this, but I imagine a sort of penis monster that's running around menacing people, shooting fake jizz out of his head oh, or something. Oh, nice.
1: Um, maybe so maybe I, guess, I dreamed
0: all this. I don't know. Maybe this isn't real, but
1: I don't. Well, I can't speculate. Why. Did
0: did Gua have a penis monster on stage? Let us know.
1: Because <clears throat> you can't just Google it. Don't Google that, Jesus.
0: Um, there's a there's a. Uh, a little news story about much-heralded Danish quartet D.A.D., formerly Disneyland After Dark.
1: Oh, um, They
0: had to change their name.
1: How did they even get that? I imagine you'd think, let's call it that, and then Disney would have sent you some sort of cease and desist order, as they should, but Disneyland After Dark sounds like fun, though. Yeah, Like when everyone's gone home and yeah. maybe just like hang out with the Disney princesses. And they drink, but in like Disney princess way, obviously. Yeah. They don't like go mental, but yeah. they just. They should do that
0: as a special ticket. You get to be in the park after dark with the princesses. We
1: know about Club 33. No. Club 33 is a thing in America where it's like shrouded in secrecy from what I can see. But you you join Club 33, but not not everyone can join, you, you know. Us will never be. Oh, able to... Is it for like famous? It's like for the elite. The elite wealthy, elite. right. Yeah. You're yeah, not famous but wealthy. Mm. And um like you can't say anything about it. There's entrances. You know, it's all like secret. So imagine. But with the
0: internet, how is anything secret anymore?
1: Well, I don't know, because I mean the thing is as well is um that uh there's a person I follow on like Instagram and YouTube and stuff and she's got a house and then another house on Disney property. So, you know, wealthy, she must be wealthy for that to be the case, right? And um, like they've been saying they want to do Club 33, but obviously it must be like you a really, like you sign up and then they give you years and years of waiting. I don't know, like it's really weird. Yeah. But I mean, imagine that. I might imagine how special that would be. Like that's, imagine like the Disney adult Club 33. Secret, secret, secret.
0: 35,000 secret club. All right, we're definitely watching this after. Um, um, But I'm going to add that to the playlist for your pleasure. The origins yeah. of Club 33. So it's all on the secret
1: internet. Secret VIP lounge. Imagine how, like, because the thing is, Disney's special on your basic, isn't it? So you, you get the cheapest thing there, you just exist there, it's special. So imagine how special it is in there. Imagine.
0: I mean, it's for the elite. It's for the, it's well, for the
1: Illuminati. $40,000 entry, yeah. <laughs> we never, I'm not, I was kicked out of Disney. Nice. Sneaking into Club Thirty Three, you sneak into Club Thirty Three by going to cast members' entrance. You don't don't ruin it for people. Come on, don't be that person. Um, Just be happy for the people who have forty thousand pounds to spend on a <laughs> VIP lounge, right? Anyway, back to Krank. they probably
0: went to that Star Wars. You uh, did the hotel
1: rookie mistake there, mentioning uh, Disneyland in front of me, and obviously I ran with it.
0: Well, do you know what? It's what. We're into. Can talk about it, can't we? You know, and we mentioned Disneyland After Dark, Danish Quartet, Dad. (laughs) It's called Dad though.
1: Well, I think they are. Either way, we've highlighted this. Well done. I know. Highlight it digital. This is the future.
0: (laughs) Um. So Bruce Dickinson and Brian Adams added vocals to the re-recording of Smoke on the Water for Life Aid Armenia. We did talk about this in the past, and I said I had the single that was signed, but I couldn't find it. Yes. Did you find it? No. No. I've had a a look around, but uh, I think it's it's lost to history. Um, There's a little bit about Joe Elliott, Rick Savage, Steve Harris and Robert Plant appearing in a charity football match. uh, The Scunthorpe Rod Mill Charity Challenge at Scunthorpe United FC. That sounds
1: so glitzy. (laughs) That sounds like the equivalent of Club 33. Yeah, I mean... The Scunthorpe Rod Mill Charity Challenge football. Imagine
0: playing in a football match against Steve Harris and Robert Plant and Joe Elliott. I
1: really, do you know what? Weirdly, I really, really, and like I know I don't, I I love charity. I love people giving to charity, right? Obviously. But when I see celebrities in charity football matches, it's really weird. I don't like seeing them in like football stuff in teams of like, you know, when you've got like, Pepe next to, uh, you know, Gordon Ramsay or something. And it's just like, it's such a weird mix of people and they're all in football stuff and they don't look like themselves. I don't, I just, there's something I just don't, I just don't like. I'd rather them just, I don't like, I don't know. It's a really weird, It do, like I know it doesn't need to be anything that I worry about, but sometimes when I see it, I think I don't like this. I just don't like the weird mix of people here and you're all in football stuff and you don't normally wear football stuff.
0: Okay, I won't make you watch
1: the charity football match. Yeah, please don't. But um, you don't want to watch people from like rock and stuff wearing football stuff, do you? But Steve, like Iron Maiden, they're do always you? in
0: football kit, aren't they? They're because they love you know West Ham and they're West Ham. They're always banging on about West Ham.
1: Well. Are they always in football kit?
0: Can well, I just Can I just something you just said? Oftentimes, do, you, can, you can get a
1: fishline in West Ham kit
0: because they're such you know big fans of the you Amers. Mean, like, you
1: can say why? Why do you keep dropping your H's? Because
0: it's, it's London, and I'm trying to speak to, trying the to the London people by okay. going West Ham. Okay. Well, you sound very cool. <laughs> Alf Garnet, innit? He was West Ham.
1: I don't. d you're saying things I don't know.
0: Oh uh In Sickness Football? and In Health. You know, the, the old sitcom, it was do you never watch In Sickness and In Health? No. Uh, it was about an old man who was like um Steptoe. It, it, no, no, he was just angry about everything, he hated young people, he was a bit of a racist, but it would the whole thing was the joke was on him because he was an idiot, you know. And then they remade it in it was Archie Bunker in America. Have you heard of I think all in the family. They remade it for the American audience. Nope, don't matter, don't matter. West Ham, West Ham. <laughs> this is a West, ha- West Ham, West Ham podcast. West Ham. Um,
1: crap. Faith back
0: for Chumsford more. Chelmsford
1: rock against poll tax. Yeah, now oh. now things are getting exciting.
0: Where are you seeing that? Oh, Horse, London, and Mornblade. We talked about Mornblade last time. Play the big crap Chelmsford rock against poll tax benefit show at Chelmsford Anglia College. This was the age when the poll tax was first coming in, and people hated it.
1: I don't really know what poll tax is.
0: It's council tax.
1: They renamed um, it. They
0: renamed it council tax to so make it sound friendlier.
1: Poll tax. There was no council tax. No. So they brought in poll tax and that's council tax and they've rebranded it to council tax. Yeah,
0: because when they first brought it in, in like the 15th century, people rioted and, you know.
1: Right.
0: I mean, again, it's history. I've not I've not looked into it. It's a
1: weird thing, isn't it? Taxing you just to exist somewhere. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Like you bought your house, you paid taxes on that. Yeah. Every, every single object in your house you pay taxes on. But at, the people you got to help you move the house you pay taxes on.
0: But at this time, like, unemployment was just absolutely at an all-time high. So the Conservative Party were bringing in a poll tax, which obviously had existed before in, like, the Middle Ages and people, like, rioted about it. And it was just a, another just terrible, terrible thing that people had to contend with
1: right
0: um this is tax cast <laughs> um there's a little bit about faith no more um they're back f- they're described as Frisco art thrashers uh,
1: f- Frisco San Francisco
0: yeah uh with- apparently
1: people in San Francisco hate it being called Frisco Do they? well I saw some comedian and they were obviously playing in San Francisco and they said something about it and it was you got the vibe that people in San Francisco would never call it Frisco mm. and they think you're an idiot if you do. Yeah. So it's only people who probably don't come from there. Well, it sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Frisco. Frisco. Yeah.
0: Um, I know a lot of people in like sort of, you know, we were in the science fiction community in writing and stuff, didn't want to call it SF because SF was more... Uh, associated with San Francisco. So that's why they came up with sci-fi.
1: Oh, okay. That's Although people
0: still call it SF fancy SF. Okay, our cats yelling at us. Probably coming out on the uh Hope so. on the tape. So this is going to be interesting to you because this is something you're interested in. Okay. Mighty metal men make moshin monster mash. Hot on the heels of the all-star charity recording of Smoke on the Water, which we've just talked about, uh, comes joining the forces for a version of Monster Mash. Among the cast I of do thousands, like the Monster Mash. <laughs> <laughs> among the cast of thousands taking part were autograph keyboardist Steve Ishman, ex-Dio Ivory Tinker, Claude Schnell, Bullet Boy singer Mark Torian, Jethro Tull drummer Don Perry, singer Ron Keel, poison guitarist Cece DeVille and warlock six-stringer Tommy Boland. The recording has been put together and produced by Fallen Angel Men, Ron Armstrong and Leah Aldridge. Monster Mash 89 will emerge through Music for Nations later this year. Have we heard that? No.
1: Can we listen to that?
0: Yes. Um. So I, when I found this, I looked at it and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like Monster Mash 89, there's just, there was just no sign of it. And I eventually managed to find out that it's under the name... I just go to my YouTube. <laughs> um, Steve, it's just come Steve Gutenberg's ass. Lenny Kravitz's scarf. Lenny Kravitz arse.
1: Oh, yeah, there's lots of asses in this episode. Um,
0: so yeah, utter, utter lunacy is the the name of the outfit that was put together. Because I was thinking, oh. Because they mentioned Smoke on the Water, I thought, oh, it's for charity or something. Turns out it's not. It's for Leatherface, the original soundtrack, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So let's have a bit of Utter Lunacy, Monster Mash.
1: It's not bad. It's not
0: that different, is it? It's not. Go forward a bit.
1: I mean, yeah, the original doesn't have this guitar solo.
0: Always like this version.
1: Was always my favourite version. Was always. What do you mean, was always my favourite version?
0: When did this appear on the actual film?
1: I mean, if I had a choice, I'd probably listen to the original, to be fair. (laughs) Because it's more stupid. I can't hear, like, the bubbling of, like, a lab in this one.
0: I think there was bubbling at the beginning. It's, I mean... Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't a kind of goofy film. It's quite gritty. And But I guess maybe that by the time we got to number three, they were thinking, oh, let's have it silly and let's
1: maybe. get
0: people to do a metal version of Monster have Mash. Have you
1: gone on about your opinion on the Monster Mash?
0: I just don't like yeah, it. Yeah,
1: no. You get mentioned it every single time we listen to it. Listen, Halloween, that's played a lot, and every single time you're rolling your eyes. Um.
0: I don't think we need to do that. And a... I
1: think the only reason you don't like it, isn't it? Because it has Dracula's son. Dracula
0: and his son, yeah. yeah.
1: And what, like, go over it. What's the, what's the problem? It's a good song. It just
0: sounds lazy. Just come up with better words about... Monster mashes. Why does it sound lazy? Because it goes, also there was Wolfman, Dracula and his son. It... I don't. I don't like it. I don't. It's not clever. It's not like
1: the weird thing is your reaction to Monster Mash is like my reaction to a lot of things. Like <laughs> so unreasonably, like way off kilter with how you should view it. I know, and it's just so a it's silly did...
0: fun song, isn't it? But...
1: but did you hate it before you met me? <laughs> no,
0: I don't. I don't know if I had any. I just wonder if you've feelings. hung around
1: me too, like so long that you've developed this weird thing to just. Hate random things. I don't like whenever you type in
0: Halloween playlist on YouTube and the first thing that's going to be on there is Monster Mash. What
1: do you want on your Halloween playlist? Oh, my can... God. Rainbow in the Dark or something. Just something. Bad Moon Rising. Yeah. We should do it like... We... Dracula dracula's a good one. Um, obviously, um, Rockwell, <laughs> which I, I think I listen to that song at least twice a day and, and I, it's on every anytime youtube will select a playlist for me based on any song it can be any song it will always put that in there and i'm never disappointed and it's always worth I'm this, ne- i never think oh this again never not specifically halloween is yeah, it I like it's it's never it's <laughs> you never think oh this no it's always good it's brilliant
0: it's, there you go better than monster mash
1: yeah, I probably would listen to
0: Montanache as much. Someone's watching me should be the I'm new default me. Halloween song. Um,
1: well it's on that that would be on a lot of uh, playlists. Yeah. Halloween playlists. So um Halloween, Oh, so long away. We
0: like I don't know if it's worth us doing a Halloween or a Christmas special because we talk about Halloween and Christmas all the time anyway, yeah. don't we? Like, we're not going to do a Disney special because we just talk about Disney all the
1: no, time, no, and literally, no one else other than us. We're Brons not going to that. do a
0: Limmy special because we talk about Limmy all the time,
1: yeah. But we sh-
0: we will do a Lost Boys special because we should do a Lost Boys special. Yeah.
1: Um, speaking of, I saw Jameson Newlander was doing a um, let me get it up. So, any, any... explain
0: who Jameson Newlander is.
1: No, we'll not explain who Jameson Newlander is, behave. Some some people may not know
0: they come to us for Stop information. It.
1: Well, if you need to ask, then so he's doing a a um, rejector. Um, so it's a um, what's it called? GoFundMe. Why did I forget the name of that? So he played Alan Frog in the Lost Boys. Um, what's the GoFundMe for? So the funds will be going for creating the show with a renowned solo developer, Terry Silverman. Show developer. Did I say solo? Can't read. Can't read. I think I saw my eyes jumped and I thought it said Tim Capello and I got excited, but it doesn't say that. So I'm just imagining it. Workshop production with creative rights. World premiere of Summer of 86. It's called Summer of 86, or this will be called Summer of 86. Wow, someone's donated $100. And what is it?
0: Workshop for what?
1: No, no, no. So it says, um, I have some great stories to tell about that summer that changed my life, and it's time to do a one-man show. So um, maybe like a... Full production, speaking to people, interviews, t- talk with clips, because I imagine getting clips costs money, that kind of thing. Everything costs money nowadays. I'm not surprised. What well,
0: if he's going to tour it?
1: Um... Oh, wow. Okay, so if you do $10, you get a social media thank you shout out. Um, 25 you get a virtual ticket to official premiere autograph picture for fifty hello I've already got one right um oh if you do fifty dollars you also get a video thank you free cameo that would be quite good <laughs> <laughs> um da, da, da. So, yes it says workshop two tickets to either workshop or official premiere so that the person who's donated a hundred will get um special thanks in program Ooh, that's tempting two tickets to either workshop shop or official premiere thank you an autograph picture virtual thank you social media thank you wow so there you go if you want to donate to jameson newlander's go me visit jameson newlander on instagram and the link is in his bio <laughs>
0: as they say don't move your chair by the way
1: uh, not going to move my chair, otherwise the, hey, there's a cat on the screen, in yeah. boots.
0: Yeah. Oh, because so it So this yeah. is about cats in boots.
1: Got it, right. Um, not a, not Wasn't a... it called Cats in Boots with Zs instead of Ss? No. Oh, the Ss, just cool ways of writing Ss. It looked like a Z. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I bet that's by Crusher, um, Crusher Jewel, who was the graphic designer on uh, Kerrang, who's still about and doing stuff on social media, but look at the guy from Cats in Boots. Now you're interested, bit you're, interested, You're not interested.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say no, I don't know, I'm, I don't know
0: what you want me to say. I thought it was um, Kip Winger because he looks like him. He's got,
1: I mean, he is a gentleman who obviously spends a lot of time sculpting his body,
0: <laughs> which people didn't really back in the 80s today.
1: Did they not? It, it wasn't. What about, if you look coming in the gym? <laughs> that was 80s, wasn't it? I think
0: that was 70s, but oh. people in music. Okay. I mean, you, you should explain. <laughs> if, no,
1: because everyone's going to hear that no. and go, well, that was a really good Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, impression. People, I obviously know that. because I haven't seen Pumping Iron. You should watch Pumping Iron. If you've got no interest in Arnold Schwarzenegger and you've got no interest in bodybuilding, no interest in any of that, it doesn't even matter because it's that interesting it's that weird because I'm not a big short snow fan I don't you know it's fine kindergarten cops good film um Junior good film Man twins. Who gets pregnant twins good film but um and you know bodybuilding whatever I'm not bothered but it's it's weirdly, weirdly interesting. It's
0: weirdly compelling. Yeah. On his uh, Instagram or whatever social media he's got, he posted a picture the other day of him having lunch with Lou Ferrigno. Oh, really? So they still hang out. How great is that? Because the good. whole thing about Pumping Iron is the rivalry between the two of them.
1: I think um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's got like pet pig. I think or <laughs> pet donkey or horse. I've or... seen him.
0: I've seen him with a donkey.
1: Arnold, let's have a look.
0: Like a donkey in his kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe a mule or something.
1: Uh, Well, there's a picture of him with two dogs here. A picture of him with a pig. Oh, He's feeding a pig out of his mouth into the pig's mouth. How cute. Um, Let's see what else he's got. Um, Lots of muscle shots. Yeah, look. He's got a fucking donkey in his house, an actual donkey. He's got a donkey. Look at that. Look at it. <laughs> that I'm like, that's living the dream, isn't it? I mean, He's got a pig and a donkey. If that's... you can't
0: have a pig and a donkey at his level, then what are you doing?
1: Absolutely fantastic way to live your life. Well done. Hey, look. It's a pig, a dog and a donkey in his kitchen. The donkey's
0: really small.
1: It's a donkey. Look at it. The dog's eating treats, whatever. donkey's eating treats. <sighs> and the pig, oh my God. <laughs> Shit me. I mean, it's just missing cats and look at them all just eating treats. Oh my God, that's amazing. But yeah, check his Instagram out.
0: on the free flexi disc um i think it's next issue it's saying there's a new storming all new studio track from faith no more uh it's called sweet emotion
1: is that faith no more there
0: no that's and the angel that's faith no more (laughs) um
1: I don't think I'd know them if I... Like, that guy with the dreads looks familiar and the guy with the... Puffy boarding. Um, if you say so. And the guy with the red sunglasses looks sort of familiar. But the others, like... Would you do remember- they just not put their face out much on stuff? Well, they
0: they made videos. I mean, you know, they've seen Epic and From Out of Nowhere and... if I, Actually, I've mm. put some on the playlist, so if you just... Have a look over or... on.
1: See, I always get to put point where I'm about to do an impression and just think, "No, just don't, just don't." But my, my body goes into about to do like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's... <laughs> no, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot that no one asked I'm me that to kind do.
0: Kind of like what him.
1: What is this? What is this?
0: So, see if you recognize these lads.
1: He's got a nice ponytail. He's got sweet 90s hair. A bit new, no no Betancourt. Well, this own, is
0: 89. The whole thing about them was they were all sort of art rockers, but they had Jim Martin as the guitarist who was a proper metal guy. And he just didn't fit in and didn't get on with them and left a couple of years after this. Yeah. I remember this, this album come out. It was so exciting. Why did they all
1: wear cycling shorts? He's got cycling shorts on. Um, Axe, Rose loves cycling shorts, doesn't he? So you can run around on stage. Like cycling, isn't it? Yes, to... and in the 90s, cycling shorts were like cycling shorts. <laughs> it was as if, as if No, but as if that was a thing. <laughs> I had loads of cycling shorts. But as if cycling shorts were a fashion thing. I had some great ones, black with like a like really fluorescent um, green stripe down the side. Loved them. I once had some Bermuda shorts as well. Do you remember Bermuda shorts? Uh, vaguely. Just shorts that were very bright. And on my Bermuda shorts, there was a warning, uh, stitched in warning, like a label on the outside that said warning, something like, these are so bright that your eyes might explode or something like that. And I could never work out like, because obviously that age, you you don't you don't understand stuff. And I was thinking, but is it a joke or is it like is this meant? And I didn't know if, are they so bright that they have to put this on, or is this a silly joke? I never understood. I You're now naive. as I'm now as I'm an older lady, I can imagine it was just a funny thing. But because they were quite bright, you know, they were fluorescent pink like everything was back then. But
0: did you um yeah there you go. did you wear cycling shorts when I knew you?
1: No. <laughs> well, how old? Like probably like 92 or right. something definitely about 92 about um yeah about that kind of age <laughs> you met me when i was 19 why would i be wearing cycling 19 i don't know i mean it might have
0: been a thing it might have been what just, are you
1: talking about
0: you might have wanted to run around on stage like mike patton
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: Okay, so that's faith. That's a bit of faith and war. So the song "Sweet Emotion," right? It was yeah. always a bit of a mystery, um, and I think when I finally got Napster, I was able to get hold of it, uh, and it's you know their song on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. They've got a song on that called "The Perfect Crime."
1: Maybe it's, it's like well, this. I don't know. But that. this is oh, the right. same
0: tune, but it's different lyrics and different vocal melody. But it's, so it's sort of a new song. that's sort of weird. But like, yeah, you can get it on the, like the greatest hits now, or the, like the best of, or whatever. But at the time, it was a bit of a mystery. Why did they
1: record a song called "Sweet Emotion" when you got "Sweet Emotion" and everyone knows "Sweet Emotion"? Like, well,
0: yeah, and you're going to think, oh, they did a cover. You're obviously going to see that and think, oh, it's a cover, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, I had no idea why they would have done that, but they're sort of crazy guys.
1: Crazy guys. He looks a bit like a rootin' tootin' American. That one.
0: Oh, uh, Roddy Bottom, the keyboard player with a cowboy hat. Well,
1: cowboy hat and the stars on his thing, and then some denims. Like he's just about to go to the ranch.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's like the least Roddy. I mean, he's he's gay, and he was like out. He was an out. Roddy. Outgamer rock band back then was There's not. There's
1: a twist on the other way. <laughs> that kind of thing. That
0: kind of thing. Uh, you're very good at that. You're very good at being a redneck.
1: <laughs> All right, in in accent only. Let's really clarify that heavily. <laughs> with with like no caveats, you're just talking about a silly accent.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, here's something exciting from singles. Yeah. With Zed. I mean, All About Eve got a song out. Kate Bush got a song out. Jim Steinman has got a song out called All Coming Back To Me Now. It's released under the name of Pandora's Box, I think. Is it Pandora's Box? No, hang on. I've got it on
1: here. I internally sniggered then when you said Pandora's Box.
0: (laughs) I get Pandora's Box and... Oh, no, it is Pandora's Box. It's Pandora's Box. Um,
1: Is it meant to sound rude?
0: Probably, yeah. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a video by Ken Russell featuring a flaming graveyard, a whole host of S&M action, and a, oh. and a girly really getting some on a gravestone. Uh, uh,
1: getting some on a gravestone. So I think
0: it was, because Jim Steinman did all the like the famous Meatloaf albums, but this was him on his own, and he, I think he had... Like, Singing. He does a bit of vocals, but he has like four girl vocalists on it,
1: you mean the four howling wenches?
0: Howling wenches, yeah. But right, all coming back to me now.
1: All coming
0: back. Later done by Meatloaf, <laughs> and also, who else did it? The Queen of Nineties, fucking soft, uh, easy listening. No,
1: no, oh, oh no! It's a it's a banger, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's that song.
1: It's the same one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we've got... It's
1: always funny when people do that thing of they're dancing with someone or they're with someone and then the person disappears because I know like it's... But you always look funny, don't you? Symbolism. It's like no one can look good when pretending to hold someone who's not there. I've noticed that a lot. Like it happens in Ghost, I think. And it happens in a few films, doesn't it, where someone disappears and you just look silly.
0: How else no. how else would you do it?
1: Um, just don't do it.
0: <laughs> um so I'm
1: you... not I'm not, you know, no judgment. How old was Celine Dion in this video and how old was that uh, guy? Uh
0: <laughs> Well, this said it's the extended remastered HD video. Oh God, I don't know. So I don't know when old, well, her version is... came out. This is nineties though, isn't it?
1: Celine, let's find out. Just, I'm just, I'm just asking. Celine Dion age. Let's find her age now, and then you remember details. So she's fifty five now. Oh, she's fifty five. She's not
0: fifty five now.
1: Yes, she is. Is she? Well, I don't. is is that a trick? I don't know. Were you? Mis-
0: I thought she was like fifty five then.
1: What rude. Not the... typical f- bloke. Not, not typical how she looks, bloke.
0: but just like she she's was. A...
1: She was born on thirtieth of March, nineteen sixty eight. Oh fuck! That's my sister's age. Right. So she is fifty five now. So Celine Dion. What we, what's the song called? So so back. To no me way, now. Celine
0: Dion is the age of my sister.
1: I don't. I really don't know what you want it's me blown to blow
0: my mind there.
1: Um. So this came out. In 96. 96. So so do the maths to make that work out. Okay,
0: 68. So 96. So 98, she would have been 30. So
1: 2024, take away, nineteen ninety. God, it's 28 years ago. Yeah. So she's 55, take away 28. So she's 27. Actually, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, because I think, like you, I was, because I think I've always assumed Celine Dion was an not old. Yeah, but just like she's, she's older. She's grown up, isn't she? She looks like someone who would hang out with your mum. Yeah. Like in here, she looks like someone would hang out with your mum and she's 27. Yeah. Yeah. She's just got a wisdom beyond her years.
0: We like she's not like a sort of Britney Spears or Christine Aguilera <laughs> yeah. where you think of them as teen pop sensations. Yeah. She was always yeah. a middle-of-the-road yeah. kind of superstar, wasn't she? There was no in between.
1: Though. That's mad. That is mad. I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with the way she looks, but she looks like... I thought she was like 30s, 40s here because she's... She's a sophisticated
0: lady. Yeah, she's She's a sophisticated lady. (laughs) Looking in a mirror, she's She's, singing in a mirror. But I think
1: it's that thing of people in the olden (laughs) days of the 90s looking older because people look... Some fashions make... People look older, don't they? Like yeah. dated. But and it's her, just
0: a... her styling here. They're not trying to make her look like a young, hot 27 year old no. superstar. They're, they're making her look like a, a diva, like a. That's you know. that's
1: what's weird, isn't
0: it? Like a Diana Ross or, you know, it's just someone who's got a sort of voice of authority. I don't know. This is the Celine Dion <laughs> podcast.
1: To... Oh, some... Talk um, about some Celine she's Dion. She's like perhaps. Michael
0: Bolton. She's not. Actually, terrible. <laughs> um. Okay. I mean, there's not actually that much I want to talk about in this issue. Just mostly Marillion. Um. Yeah. So there's a review of the album.
1: Has he got leaves again? Uh, no, no, no leaves.
0: <laughs> Boring. Um. Loser. It says. They still have a penchant for the epic season's end the song will become a green anthem with its socks over wellies and chunky jumper issues that used to be an easy piss take until we discovered the size of the hole, of the ozone layer and sweated through this unnaturally hot summer. So like late 80s, everyone was talking about the environment, well- weren't they?
1: So I saw a reel about this the other day that people don't talk about the ozone layer anymore. Yeah. And why is that?
0: Because we sorted it out. Because but like did
1: we? Or is it really bad and people aren't mentioning? Well, it? Well no, because they stopped sound... they stopped
0: using chlorofluorocarbons in aerosols. CFCs. Yeah. And that's what that's what, what we
1: scientists call. It. <laughs> the whole CFC thing. Still traumatises me to this day. I think that I can't break any polystyrene because CFCs are going to come out and ruin everything (laughs) because obviously you were told, don't ever break your McDonald's cartons. Although, obviously, they started saying no CFCs in it. Do you remember? Yeah. Printed in it, in the polystyrene, but you couldn't break it because people were like, you've let CFCs out and it's going to break the ozone.
0: (laughs) But... I you just, know. I
1: just think you just forget these things. The ozone
0: layer wasn't, isn't quite the issue. It no, do you was, know what I'm going to Google is the ozone the, layer fix? The entire environment is fucked anyway. Well, no,
1: I know it's, it's too late. Is the ozone layer healing that's the first question let's go in it in the nasa false color image the blue and purple shows the hole in the earth's protective ozone layer over antarctica on october the 5th 2022 earth's protective ozone layer is slowly but noticeably healing at a pace that would fall would fully learn how to read it's four letters five letters can't count either mend the hole over antarctica in about 43 years from now 2022 right that's mad isn't it yeah that's mad yeah we don't deserve this planet no. we really really <laughs> the ozone layer is expected to return to average 80 levels by 2040 wow how mad is that Oh, that we, makes me feel really bad for the planet because it, we just don't deserve it to make an effort. It's... Hey, you said, just said
0: 2040.
1: And it was 2040? Yeah. Oh, what's that mean? What's the universe saying there? don't
0: know. Conspiracy.
1: Oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, so that's a bit of good news. <laughs> yeah. Will we be alive that's in 2040? That's the only good news you're
0: going to hear in this <laughs>
1: In 2040, we'll be, we'll be live. Is that 15 years? It's 15 years. Is that all it is? 15 years? 20, uh, 24, 25, 30, 40. Yeah, it's only 15 years. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, hopefully.
0: <laughs> Look up and see a nice <laughs> Oza. <laughs> Let's
1: get those CFCs back out. Um,
0: it does say that it, I mean, it's basically this is a review by John Hotton, and he's saying it's a great album. I mean, I don't really rate it that much, but it was, you know, it was a bit of a relief. Such it wasn't terrible, you know. Um, but he does say the final lengthy opera, The Space, is what it appears as what it is, overworked guff that shouldn't have made it onto the album. But he does oh. mention the single Hook's in You. Do you know the single Hook's in You? No, sing like, it. This is the first sing one. Now I'm going to play it to you. Oh,
1: Why well, you never sing it?
0: Because, well, you, if you don't know it, then... <laughs>
1: No, but I might. You're not going to
0: recognise no, it. But, I might know but like, it. I reckon you'd like this, right? Because okay. it it doesn't have anything like Marillion. This is the first song they released off the album, and it was a bit of a surprise. Then on top it's good, of the box, It's good
1: quality. This is recording on long play and has been <laughs> fast forwarded on the screen many times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say I think you'd like this, but can you even hear it?
1: Sounds like this sort of song that would be like we've got like we've got two young guys in this 80s film and they've they've got to get something done so they're probably gonna like they need to raise funds for the you know uh school disco or something but they've got to do it and they're going around like all town and they look like they look like dudes and they go around the town and they're like asking people and they're like, yo, do you want to donate to this? We need to have a school disco. And then they're getting like loads of guys, you know, everyone, everyone in town to put it. And then you see like money going into like buckets and you see them like sort of doing funny things for money and like the money filling up and the money filling up. And then they'll like look at each other and then they are like high five. And then that this would be playing in the background. They that fucking montage. missed a
0: trick by not having it in an 80s movie.
1: It, it sounds yeah. like
0: Journey or something, doesn't it? It sounds like sort yeah. of corporate of If rock. I win the lottery,
1: you asked me earlier what I'd do if I win the lottery. I'd make all these stupid films <laughs> that I imagine in my head. Well. It'd just be a bunch of random, um, what do you call those bits in films?
0: Montages.
1: Montages. Yeah. It'd be a bunch of random montages. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be really good. It'd be, it'd be excellent. Um, well... And then you'd see, like, the sort of barometer going up if they need to hit it.
0: Yeah. Would they hit it?
1: Of course they would. I <laughs> imagine one of them is Hoyt. I think it's just because we've been talking about Hoyt a lot recently. <laughs> explain. Explain Hoyt. I don't need to explain Hoyt. Not Hoyt
0: Axton from no, Hoyt. Gremlins.
1: No, Hoyt from Sex Etra.
0: We've... And explain Sex etra. Uh
1: Well, if you're around in the 2000s, you'll know what Sex Etra was. <laughs> It was something on late night television that was a bit cheeky. And um, one of the presenters was called Hoyt. And he was like a dude. He would be the dude who's collecting money for this band.
0: I mean, if you think of a bro
1: or
0: Chad, as they'd say now, Hoyt would just appear.
1: And um, yeah, so if he's available, I'll cast him. And then one of his mates... Probably will do just whoever points mates is. He's
0: not a teenager anymore. He's gro- like, it doesn't matter because, us, as you
1: know, in any 80s thing, the teenagers are not teenagers, they're 50 old men.
0: <laughs> we'll have to look for some sex et cetera on YouTube. Okay.
1: So, You've stopped talking. Yeah, bye. Fi- I'm, g- I'm
0: gonna find something to talk about. Um So, in the classifieds, we've got blonde bonk rocker seeks trash queen for intimate relationship, Aylesbury area. So, would that inspire you to write in? Um,
1: wow. Well, are you I'd, looking
0: for a bonk rocker? <laughs> uh
1: Yeah, always, but I'm not in Aylesbury, so.
0: Oh, fair enough. Um, long-haired male, 35, 5 foot 5. Seeks attractive female, mm. 24 to 35. Mm. Okay, So as long as she's younger than him, it's fine. For the following <laughs> London gigs, Jethro Tull, no, The Who, no. Motley Crue. Yes. Photo slash phone number, please. So I think he's saying if you're good looking enough, he's going to take you to see The Tull, The Crew and The Who.
1: I mean... <sighs> Fair enough.
0: You'd get yeah. a Motley Crue gig out of it.
1: I don't think I'd be good looking enough. Cush would. Um, no, I don't think I would.
0: Were you between 20? You weren't between 24 and 35 in 1989, were you? <laughs> Not
1: you, quite. You were eight. <laughs> I would want to see a picture of him because long hair and male is a very, very vague description of way, how you look.
0: Well this is this is the eternal conundrum of the classifieds isn't it? Someone's asking you to send a
1: photograph. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? It's like it's not like you know, I'll send you a photograph because I might not be your type. I might not be what you consider attractive. So it's, you know, but they're just like, no. You'll okay. like
0: me. Some in Crown Contacts, which we are going to cover. Some people do send photos in, so you you do actually have it in there. But in most of these, yeah, you've just got a, a bit of text to go on.
1: What else did you have to do? It's honestly. just, it's just it how was... much do
0: you want to see Jethro Toll?
1: Not at all. <laughs> Motley yeah. I'd suck it up. Didn't you
0: come to see a Jethro Toll tribute band with me? Did I? Yeah, I think you did.
1: When? What did we do? Oh, Where was it?
0: Many years ago.
1: In what venue or what type of venue small well, big
0: a uh, small like a pub
1: hmm.
0: and they played thick as a brick and it just sort of stopped and the drummer was reading a newspaper and then it. And you were like why did they do you didn't understand any of it because they were sort of making all these references to Jethro Tull songs I think you you did it to humor me which I do appreciate
1: I do a lot of things to humor you.
0: Exactly, such as this podcast. <laughs> okay, let's find some more shit to talk about.
1: You just skip past those pictures of Motley Crue.
0: Um, well, I think that's um,
1: oh, just an advert.
0: Yeah, Motley Crue with White Lion and Skid Row. Nice, but this might have been the tour that got cancelled. <laughs> oh. You never know. They were always cancelling something, weren't they? Um, oh, there's a review of Richard Marks' concert in Sydney. Okay. Doesn't doesn't mention Hazard.
1: Okay, good.
0: Um, so, you know, we were talking about Vixen last week. Yeah. And he wrote their big hit, Edge of a Broken Heart. It turns out he he um, does that uh, live. Saying, I think I
1: know what Richard Marx looks like. Richard Marks looks like. Scott up. Is that his face? That no, him? no,
0: no, no. That's um, Balam and the Angel again. Should we have a look at Richard Marx? Yeah. Actually, no. I put a video. I put a video on here uh, somewhere. Just stop me when you see it. I mean, obviously,
1: but I just said I don't think I know his face.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it will say Richard Marks.
1: There's the I'm an American guy on there. Uh, no, all right. You haven't done it. So Richard Duffy. Marks.
0: So you. So when you're haunted by the song Hazard, yeah. it's literally just the music.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not the video. Because don't imagine the video. I imagine some poor girl dead in some river. And
0: it would be in the south, wouldn't it?
1: I'd probably, now I was probably thinking England because don't know anything about the south then.
0: There he is. You must, you must recognise, you know, Crawford, soft rocker. His hair's a
1: bit fliffy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's bit,
0: what he was going for, you know.
1: He does well, he look like? He's a bit... I don't know. the. Nah.
0: Oh, he's cut his hair in recent years. That's not what you want.
1: He still looks like a guy who's going to work in an office. And he's doing this on the side.
0: Not with that hair.
1: Short hair he does.
0: Yeah, but long hair. Right here, waiting. That was the big hit,
1: wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of hair. It's annoying hearing it on
0: mute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a good song. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, I guess, if, if
0: Brian Adams was a bit too edgy for you, yeah.
1: I mean, the song's good. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's fine, you know. It's just like Celine Dion could have done this. I don't
1: think, you know. He
0: plays piano, I- I- plays guitar.
1: I- 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 because you've got excitable
0: teenage fans. Look,
1: of course he has. He's sensitive. Yeah, he is going to listen to them. Yeah, he-
0: not like Axl Rose, not like
1: Rose, not like
0: Sebastian Bach, not, not like in Vince Neil. Starts
1: wailing on him.
0: So they're talking about this song "Edge of the Broken Art," which he wrote for, for Vixen. They recorded; they're a hit. But he plays it on stage. But they're saying. It's also recorded by Bon Jovi, right? Right. Which isn't true because I looked it up and they've got a song called Edge of Broken Art. which is a different song. I mean, it's it's not a million miles away, but it's a different song. So that's weird. Steve Mascord, who wrote this uh, review, he didn't quite do the research. But they he didn't... didn't
1: also have Google at the <laughs> he time didn't
0: have either. <laughs> no, they a- didn't have the internet. In Um yeah, so we've got is our... Is that
1: papyrus font? <laughs> yes.
0: That's weird. So we've got our Marillion article and the headline is pre-season friendly and it's uh, written in the papyrus font. It's weird.
1: We've talked about fonts before, haven't we, Yes, Yeah, this? I yeah. mean, we
0: talk about fonts a lot. That's the secret uh, subject to this podcast.
1: Whereas everything in this should be either Kerrang font or Chiller, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but... I think if you're talking about Meridian, you want to go for a bit. It's, they're not scary, are they? They're I, a bit more. Honestly,
1: picking fonts is my least favourite thing to do. It's You never get the right one. So I guess Papyrus, Avatar.
0: Maybe um, James Cameron saw this article. Maybe.
1: And thought, that's a cool font.
0: <laughs> if I ever make a, a film about blue aliens, I'm having it. That's it. And that's sort of environmental I've never seen it, but I I think, you know, there's this sort of environmental theme in Avatar, isn't there?
1: Never seen it. Yeah. I'll just don't back care. away,
0: back away from this subject because we're talking I mean, we always talk about stuff we don't know about though, don't we? Yes. Like see my comments on Guar. Um so yeah, they're talking about fish leaving, because obviously fish left the year before. Um And, uh, Steve Rothery guitarist is saying, um, one of the things that happened when we were mixing clutching at straws, I had a major, I had a major argument with fish. I stormed out of the studio (laughs) (laughs) and the the cat has just walked over the keyboard and just paged away from what I was reading. It's obviously (laughs) sick, this fucking podcast, this article, um, It turns out there's legal battles between Fish and Marillion about who owns the name Marillion, um, which I didn't know about. um, But I guess, you know, that must have got sorted out at some point. So talking about new sexy boy, Steve Hogarth. This caught my eye. We had looked into the work of a few different lyricists, including the idea of asking Viv Stanshaw, former bonzo dog doodah band main man and renowned comedic iconoclast to maybe do some stuff. He never actually came up with anything in the end. Charming chap, a complete nutter. Uh, how familiar are you with bonzo dog doodah band?
1: Nothing other than you mentioned them, but also Aid Edmondson. He's likes. now in
0: yeah. He's now in the Bonto Dog Dude really? when they when they play live yeah. Him oh and goodness. Phil Jupiter. Apparently they go on tour with them.
1: Um, yeah, that's all I know.
0: Yeah, very sort of eccentric sixties. Sort of started out doing kind of old weird jazz numbers, but uh, turned into a sort of psychedelic band. But I bet. Well, let's have a look at some Bonto Dog Dude our band. There was a Ruddles advert for Ruddles Ale, which has got Viv Stantuel in. Do you remember this? I think this is like sort of early 90s. I and mean, that's Dawn French dressed up as a man. So I don't think i remember It's a bitch. bit of poetry by Viv Stanchul, that's him. He's very sort of posh plummy voice. Do you not remember this? No. They did a song called Um. Mr Slater's parrot which later got used oh, for Mr Cabris parrot. parrot yeah when mr slater's parrot says oh. Oh. to
1: get on on
0: the go he mm-hmm. hoped to get him smart we loved her singing we like to see him mighty fingers in his horny beak so i think people who made adverts liked him but uh, the intro and the outro that's like a big and sam spoons rhythm pole and Vern dudley bohay Noel, bass guitar. And Neil Innes, piano. Come in, Rodney Slater on a saxophone.
1: Are, are these songs? Is this a song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this, but genuinely, is this a song? Yeah, is this one it, of their songs? Yeah,
0: but it's... The idea is it's the intro and the outro and all you get is the intro and the outro. You don't get an actual song. It this sounds like Play it's... Play
1: me something that's a song by way. Oh, all right,
0: okay. Well, here's Canyons of Your Mind. In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Yeah, you know, it's all like silly voices and, okay. you know, but they used to do like old jazz standards and, and stuff, but they would never have worked as like him writing lyrics for Marillion. So I don't know why they would have ever tried that. Um, so the one bit that jumped out at me in this article was um, uh, Steve Hogarth talking about uh, when he first left school, he joined a bunch of bands Um they were in a band called Harlow and we used to play in working men's clubs in Rotherham, places like that. It was hard work. We didn't make it any easier on ourselves by steadfastly refusing to play covers and. Um, We used to do two sets a night, and in between sets, I was in the toilets, and this huge bloke came up to me and said he would knife me if we didn't do Delilah by Tom Jones in the next set. The next set, first number, we do Delilah. The band had no idea how it went, and I only knew the first verse, but it didn't matter. Once we started, all these fishermen just took over and started singing the song themselves. So I thought that was quite a uh, nice story. Um, Nice. (laughs) Yeah, because he didn't get knifed. Um, He's talking about. uh, what fish songs he would sing on tour um i don't have a problem with kaylee it's a very easy song to feel when you sing it uh, love in the heart of lothian maybe we should ask the scottish fans what they think through the fan club if they think that's a graceless thing to do then we won't do it i can reveal that they did do that on that tour um and he lists a bunch of other songs um like they didn't like earlier on they did this album called fugazi which was all like like bitter and about like acid trips and stuff and he said he'd never do any of the songs from that cuz he could never relate to it and he didn't want to do this on garden party either he said i don't know about garden party it's difficult for me to do that without impersonating fish and on the tour after that they did actually do garden party so
1: did he impersonate fish
0: i don't think so no he never he never really impersonated him Anyway, he was a complete, the reason they got him was he was just a sort of different kind of singer. But I guess with those kind of songs, it's sort of hard sometimes to not try and, you know. So in communication this week, I just wanted to read uh, this very short letter. It says, Led Zeppelin fucking suck. So forget they ever existed. (laughs) That's from Clive and Steve.
1: Um, I think you you missed out yours not living in the past, Clive and Steve. <laughs> Look, they just losers. Don't, they don't
0: like uh, Led Zeppelin because they fucking suck.
1: Fucking suck.
0: Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the issue. Lovely. Um, Thanks that's very much. Our, that's our tight 40.
1: How long has it actually been?
0: Um, well, one wow. hour 16. Okay. okay. <laughs> so would you like to sign off?
1: Um, thanks very much
0: and have you got any messages from our listeners for our listeners for
1: from (laughs) no for mm, no I've got
0: some messages from our listeners but I will save those till you said that last time yeah I know well we need to do it in a in a dedicated uh, thing
1: okay Um, Um, stay metal and listen to Lenny Kravitz and watch the watch the video
0: watch the goddamn video you watch the video (laughs) (laughs) and uh, like and subscribe
1: bye see you later Take that bit out, edit that bit out.